Well, boys, I'm looking out the window and I'm noticing it's getting dark and, it I, is. and I have to bike home. All right. Yeah, you need, we need to. Do you remember what happened up. the last time I biked? Yeah, you mean you mean when a walker hit you? I was run over by a pedestrian <laughs> yes. on my bike at Miami University. She's she's explained it like three times to me and I think I get it. If you want to hear the rest of that story, you're gonna to have to wait till the end. Welcome to the first episode of the second season of the First Year Integrated Core podcast. JL and I are still here, kind of, but we are super excited to introduce my new co-host for season two, Beth Troy. Beth and I talk a little bit about the creative process and how she planned our first episode. And then, together, we take a different route. Welcome to season two of the First Year Integrated Core podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. S- see, that's what we do. We just hit we record do? and we do see we what just happens. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> So I was trying to come up with a plan, but I couldn't come up with one. Can you describe the um, process you were going through to put a list together as I was setting up the microphones? Yeah. So I agreed to do this podcast so long as I don't have to do anything with wires or technology because they're not my favorite. And I called myself a Luddite to Justin when he first invited me on and he was supposed to look that up, but he didn't. Okay, so he's looking it up right now right on now. his phone. <laughs> so just so you know, your professors aren't that much different than you all, everybody, because True we story. do last minute cramming. True story. And we have to look up a lot, mm-hmm. like Luddite. Mm-hmm. So you were coming up with ideas. Yeah. So I was trying, so I actually phoned one of my former students who's been a UA for me twice. And I was like, Hey, do you have any ideas? This is going to come out the end of September. What students will be thinking and feeling, what we can talk about that they would actually be interested in. And she came up with a couple things, but they weren't that interesting. And then I called a second person, also a former UA for me. And I was like, Hey, what should we do? He really couldn't come up with anything. And he actually like tried to throw me off to a third person. But at this point we just have to start recording because I haven't had dinner. I've just had an apple. It was a great apple. Mm -hmm. But, But, you know, as I'm looking at the board, it's like, I think you see your typical things that she would expect. So, you know, should we talk about diversity and inclusion efforts? While good, is that what we want to talk about on the first one? Should we talk about virtual engagement or are we sick about talking about virtual engagement as much as the virtual environment itself? I don't know. So I'm kind of feeling a little bit about that. We were told that we should be blunt and authentic with no buzzwords. I think we've met that. We sh- we could play buzzword bingo and have our own, and we could score each other. Next oh, that would time. be real. Next time, you're gonna have to print the buzzword bingo cards out. Yes, and then uh, funniest Zoom interactions, but the, we wouldn't actually be able to share our funniest because that would probably be in violation of some things. Oh, combating screen fatigue. But again, you've probably read like five of those articles on BuzzFeed, so I'm just not sure. So anyway, that was just a standard brainstorm process. But I was doing what you're not supposed to do in brainstorming. What's that? Well, I was using a lot of voice of judgment. So when you brainstorm and you come up with ideas, you're just supposed to let it flow and be open to everything. But I think I'm just a little tired today, Justin. That could be it. That could be it.
So there we were, in the Farmer School of Business, in the evening, in room 1014. Some of you may know that room. It is, in fact, the Guinness World Record holder for the smallest classroom ever to be used in the first year integrated core at Miami University's Farmer School of Business. But we looked at each other and we had many, many conversations. We were figuring out how this show was going to work in the second season with now Beth and I at the microphones. JL was now gone, is now gone. He's still, in fact, gone in Austin, Texas, actively mining Bitcoin. We'll get into that here in just a few minutes. But we talked about things like the farmer's market and the apple and how we like leftovers and how Beth can take seven different leftovers and put them together and make them into a brand new creation. It was riveting conversation. And conversation that you might hear a little later on in the season. But we both looked at each other and we knew what we needed to do. We knew what was next. We knew what we were going to do in this first episode of the First Year Integrated Core Podcast Season 2. We called JL. So let's join in the middle of that conversation in which JL does his thing and starts to ask Beth about her summer and what she did. And pay very close attention because those of you who do not yet know Beth Troy are about to learn a lot about our new co-host on the First Year Integrated Core podcast. So Beth, been, hi. How huh. was the summer? How was the summer writing and finishing and promoting a book? It was good. It feels very far away though, because, yeah. you know, I, I launched it the week before classes started. Yeah. And now classes have started and yeah. it's just, it, honestly, it feels like a really long time ago. It feels like, oh, I have this other life. I'm like Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah. Except not really Clark Kent or Superman. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, it's it's nice. The schedule allows you to do your thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, when COVID hit and everyone was doing less than what they'd intended, you know, I just felt like that was such a gift because suddenly there was so much more time and I was really pushing people like, well, this is like, so you're stuck at home. You've always said you've wanted to do X, Y, Z. Like, why don't you do it? And I thought that was a really good time for people to see whether they really wanted to do. It's kind of like what Austin Kleon says, like, like throw away the noun, do the verb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it feels good to do the verb over the summer, and that's usually how I spend my summers is in yeah. book, Booklandia. Is it is it two summers per book? Is it like the beginning of writing and then the finishing and publishing, or what? It's this book, I started writing immediately after I published the first. So mm-hmm. I started writing it in 2017. And then I would say it probably takes a full course of two summers because then I can get in yeah. a little bit in the winter. I can't really write when I'm in semester because writing's a little neurotic. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is your fictional characters seem more real than real people. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's probably not why Miami has hired me. <laughs> now you can see why my family isn't all like, oh, we love it when mom's writing. Because <laughs> you kind of have, there's a part of you, especially when you're just so immersed in it, you kind of have to keep the story going. Like even when you're not writing, you have to keep running it through in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah. So at this point with being on a university schedule, I would say, you know, a pace of about three years, every three years per book is about what I can. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would imagine loving what stage you're in now, like the, I'm done finally with this idea I had, and now I don't have to think about it anymore. And now I get to try a new one, but are you, is that your, or, or are you even there yet? Like, are you still living the end of the, you still living the story you just created? Oh, I'm writing the, you know, it's tricky because there's the business component. So that's what I had yeah. to face this summer. So there's the yeah. nature of the work that we want to do. And then we get to create that work. And then, but then there's the work. And we used to talk about that a lot in the office. You know, you become an entrepreneur, you're driven to it by this passion that you have. And then you realize that in order to make a living off of that, you actually have to do less of your passion and more of the business and sales. Yeah. So this summer was all about business and sales. So I wasn't actually doing much book stuff other than figuring out how to sell the book I'd written. And that was, it's great. You're doing a ton of continuing ed. You're figuring out what is working there right now, trying to set up, follow best practices, trying to implement that to the best of your ability. I'm a one woman show. So, you know, you need to always remember um, your own limitations, but um, I think it feels nice to step away from the business side and just, so now I'm like back at Miami and then when I find myself walking to and from campus, I think about the next story I'm going to write. So I would say I probably have at least the first two chapters written in my head, but I haven't written anything down and I probably won't until winter break just because. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, there's no point. So now you know a little bit about Beth Troy. More than you probably knew at the beginning of this episode, she is an accomplished author. Both books available on Amazon today. Look it up. Look them up. Buy them. Buy them for your friends and your family. They make great gifts. It's an amazing first book. I can't wait to finish it. I promised Beth I would. So I have to start first. And then on the second episode, the third episode, maybe the fourth episode, I will circle back and we'll have a conversation about her first book. But now let's shift gears into one that Beth is not only very comfortable with, but one that she is very accomplished with as well. She has interviewed executives, business leaders, great people for many, many years, and she is so very talented at doing so. So let's shift gears over to Beth in the seat asking the questions of JL, where he's at, what he's doing, and why he's not with us anymore. So JL, you're living your dream right now, mm-hmm. doing Bitcoin mining, which no, we don't want to hear about. <laughs> Justin loves hearing about it. I know. And he That's, never tells me enough. I don't, he, like not even his company name. <laughs> We well, that's, and yet that's, it's a woman who never asked. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Uh, do you miss teaching? Do you, is there a part of you that wishes oh, you could? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss you said totally lot. zoomed from your sweet. No, but I, I miss <laughs> There have been many moments where I've been like, oh, where's my partner? Where is I, I miss the students immensely. And yeah. yeah. And teaching was, was a ton of fun. And I, I doubt, I doubt that's the end. I doubt that's my last time in a classroom. So we can expect you back next fall. <laughs> not next fall. Maybe. I mean, can't you, get, can't you get this Bitcoin thing going? Can't you get it mined by uh, oh my summer gosh. 2021 and get yourself back on up here? Just get this done with this weird phase of yours. <laughs> right? 
can't you <laughs> tap the vein and is that how that works i, I think, think so. they're veins of copper from what i'm remembering of my historical fiction novels <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching far back yes not that kind of mining but i guess uh, that was more interesting <laughs> yeah that's luddite style right there yeah that's right all i needed was me and my axe or that's my right. pickaxe that's right do you use a pickaxe in uh, Bitcoin mining at all, ever? Um, we do a lot of construction, but that's just to make a giant data center. Are you managing people? Mm -hmm. Do you like that? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. What do your yeah. people do? Don't. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> they in, build, they in construction. 10 words or less. Yeah, 10 words or less. Okay. That was fun. Um, yeah. Build data centers for many computers. Okay, good. Leave it there. Yep. You came in at eight and now you get five bucks in Bitcoin. <laughs> I, I, she doesn't even know what she means when she says that. No, I'll send it to you in the mail, JL. You couldn't if you tried. I'm gonna send you some five some five Bitcoin in the mail. You could you could put you know, five Bitcoin, that would be like $60,000. I think I saw some in my kid's Monopoly box the other day, because I think that's what Bitcoin <laughs> means to the rest of us. It's like, oh yeah, no, I totally know Bitcoin. It's, in, yeah, Monopoly money. I did, uh, magic internet money is the, what I call it now. Magic internet money. They're like, what do you do? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm part of that magic internet money thing. It's so <laughs> much, it's so disarming. It's wonderful. Because they want to like, they want to like immediately attack it. And if you just say it's really dumb and weird, then they have nothing to say. Except me, I want to know, but. Another you know, time. Another, another time, time, another place. So what, what in the world is it like now? Like last semester, everyone was just kind of dealing with an unexpected reality, but the, like the, the less, less in person kind of, way of doing things now is probably around for a long time now like what what's it like for you guys doing what we did but now really different now that you've had time to plan for it like now it's not just a total shock um i actually feel the class in a lot of ways is way more interactive even than it was mm -hmm. breakout rooms are great oh, the use, breakout rooms. yeah that's that has been life-changing because i didn't use breakout rooms in the spring at all like I had them create their own room and they would go to it sometimes but mm -hmm. to click a couple buttons and send them off to do things and then come back and wow you that they weren't just YouTubing for the last 20 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes it's been I would never do that I know it's been interesting I've still learned a lot like I do miss the face-to-face -face stuff and it's going to be weird this next week when, it, when it's fit, half face to half face. We're not face <laughs> oh, are, are people showing up? Are people on campus now? Yeah. You so can't, it's this, up to us. Yeah, this was, this was the delayed move-in week for students. So they are out and about around us right now. And then, yeah, they left it up to faculty to figure out if, if you wanted to come back and do any face-to-face. -face. So like my 101 class, I'm not. Like just, mm -hmm. you, we can't do that. But with my 102, with only 20, the 22 students we're going to try and pull it off mm. but i told them i said we're going to try this and we're going to see what it's like we might go back to remote depending on if we can still pull it off and get value out of you know meeting together mm. we'll see 
Yeah. What does a, um, like, I know what a standout student looks like in person, but what does one look like in a Zoom class? I don't know yet. That's okay. I know what someone who wants to stand out looks like in a Zoom class, but yeah, I don't know if it's going to yeah. turn out to be a standout student or not. I think yeah. they're making the effort. They are, but. totally. And they feel interactive. It feels like they participate. I am noticing it more in office hours, again, just like in years past where it's like, oh, I mean, I've had a couple of students this time come, you know, sign up for a couple of office hours this week and they're, and whether they were aware of it or not, it's like, oh, well, now we have a rapport. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. I love, I love that, Beth, about your, like, philosophy with, teaching and with office hours and stuff it's like mm -hmm. hey you have an opportunity like of course I have a different relationship with you if you've taken the time to get to know me like why wouldn't we mm -hmm. and that's up to you if you'd like to have a different kind of relationship mm -hmm. with your professors you're welcome I'm available like I and of course that will help me better understand you and your perspective and probably help you better because you yeah. share more with me like why would that be weird why would that be unfair you know yeah, no, it's interesting how that was always perceived, where it was perceived as favoritism. And, you know, I'd be like, well, no, I mean, that's not how that works. But it's, I said, you know, I think how I would put it in classes, if it appears that I'm continuing on with a former conversation with a student in class, like that's actually what you're seeing is I'm continuing a conversation we were having. Mm -hmm. Then if that's how it appears, then yes, it probably was. And that's because a person chose to come to office hours. So why wouldn't I... Why wouldn't I build on that familiarity? Yeah, which, by the way, is a chance you all have. <laughs> but of yeah. course, I say that as a student who never went to office hours when I was in college. Why would you? Do that? <laughs> Why would you do I that? I had. That's interesting, Justin. Did you take advantage of office hours? No. I mean, I'm thinking no. Like Miami Hamilton, I don't even know where their offices were. Wait, did so, they? Did they have offices? I would imagine that they have to, right? Yeah. I don't know. I certainly have no idea, but I, I know the value of it now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's funny though because it's what maybe ten percent of students that really take advantage of office hours. Maybe, and of those, like a real smart percentage, like will really take advantage of them to 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 be known. Very yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just a handful in a year in a semester, mm -hmm. not less than one percent maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so I only had one professor that I spent any time with, and it, it felt like like it was important to me that he was at graduation. Like I actually had, you know, like a real strong connection to him. Um, but that's it. I had one. I only have one professor. I only have one professor. I remember the name of. Mm. Well, boys, I'm looking out the window and I'm noticing it's getting dark, and, it I, is. and I have to bike home. All right. Yeah, you need. We need to. Do you remember what happened up. the last time I biked? Yeah, yeah, you mean you mean when a walker hit you? I was run over by a pedestrian <laughs> yes. on my bike at Miami University. She's she's explained it like three times to me, and I think I get it. Yeah. So here's here's how it goes. I'm riding my bike, and a car pulls off to the side of the road down High Street. So I'm running it down High Street toward FSB. Okay. They pull off. Someone gets out of the car. So I'm like, okay, well here's the turn lane. So I just go left. And the pedestrian who ran out of the car runs to the front of the car and ran into me on my bike. I, because people are like, oh, wait, when I say like, hey, a pedestrian ran me over my bike, they're like, you mean you ran into a pedestrian? Like, I'm like, no, they T-boned me. Mm. Yes, in between the wheels, right into back. Yes. yes. <laughs> I flip over my bike and I'm like just shocked in the oh middle of God. High Street at like 8 a.m. 
and she loses a shoe. That's devastating. It was, it was. I hope she found it. And I'm just like, I know, I do feel badly for the shoe. So I'm just like roadkill. And she's about to keep going to her class because obviously she was too late to look left or right, like we're told to growing up. And the guy in the car is like, help her out of the road. She turns around, she's like, do you need help? I'm like, yeah, like my kneecap's back there. My brain's down on Cook Field. Like I need help. Like, so she helps me like gather my bones <laughs> and sits me over. So now we're in front of Pearson Hall. I sit on one of the rocks. She looks at me and she goes, can I go to class now? Oh my gosh. So we've learned several things today. First, you met Beth Troy, my co-host for the first year in a Great Accord podcast season two and teacher of all things creative in ESP 103. You also found out that JL has since moved to Austin, Texas to run a Bitcoin mining operation. Maybe the most important thing you learned today is the importance of office hours. Get to know your faculty. Take the time. Come visit us. And last but not least, if you're running late on the way to my class, Beth's class, or any other class, if your friend pulls you up right in front of FSB and you get out, look both ways. We'll be back for the second episode of the First Year Integrated Core Podcast Season 2 very soon. We'll see you then.